Alright, what's going on everybody in Sharks territory? Happy Friday, TGIF. We made it through one week without hockey. I'm Aaron James and welcome to Shark City Unfiltered. We have quite a show for you this Friday evening, so strap in because it's going to be a long, probably a long discussion tonight. Um, so the lineup is going to be, we're going to cover some of the Sharks preseason games. We're going to take a sneak peek at the schedule, at least what has been released so far. Uh, obviously, the big news today in Sharks territory is Patrick Marlowe has rejoined the organization, and he is now serving as an advisor to general manager Mike Greer and as a development coach. Probably going to be one of the uh, not-so-pleasant discussions, but, hey, it happened, and it's news. we got to cover it, okay? So the NHL decided to toss the warm-up jerseys. I'll give my take on how, you know, about that whole situation, I guess. And then, um, you know, we'll close off the program with uh, Adidas' final season in the NHL. And, um, you know, pretty much what I hope to see in their final season on the shark side of things. All right. So those are the main discussions. We have plenty of more in between. So uh, let's get going. But before, before I start, if you're enjoying this program on Twitter, and YouTube, and Facebook, Please share, like, subscribe, all that jazz. If you want to interact with the show, do so by chatting with us on Facebook or YouTube. It will highlight your comment here and we'll, uh, you know, just, you know, together we'll be, um, you know, talking Sharks hockey here. So let's, uh, all right, enough of the filibuster. Let's get right into it, all right? So uh, first topic of the evening is going to be the Sharks preseason schedule. So the boys... Are um, you know they're they're just a few. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, right? I mean, but to see that this preseason schedule is already being released, we haven't even got to the draft yet, and um, you know we're already like diving into um, you know the exhibition schedule and whatnot. So my bad again. Part of me is I adjust to doing the audio and the video version here. Okay, here we go. Let's get the graphics going. So sneak peek at a preseason schedule, all right? So the only reason why we here at Sharks Territory are aware of the games that are coming in September and early October is because some of our most heated rivals, the Kings and the Golden Knights, released their schedules already. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of teams released their schedules a couple days ago. So if you're not aware, the full schedule will come out on the 27th. And um, so far we have um, the Sharks – Unless they get an opening face-off or an exhibition opening game on September 23rd, which I highly doubt because, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Kings Global Series going down. So I don't see the Sharks playing in contention with the Global Series against the Coyotes. Um, but back to the point, if the um, more than likely the first game of the season is going to be against the Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, it will be at the Shark Take September 24th at 5 o'clock. Um, so let me just check the calendar here really quick. So that sounds like a Saturday. Um, let's scroll into the future here. Oh, it's going to be a Monday. No, no, 24th, Sunday. All right, so Sunday seems like September 24th at 5 p.m. And um, if I can see if I can try to keep it in chronological order here. And September 30th, no time disclosed on that so far against the Kings. It uh, looks like October 3rd, the Sharks are going to be – in the desert against the Golden Knights, defending Stanley Cup champions for a 7 p.m. faceoff, October 3rd. That is on a Tuesday, uh, September 30th against the Kings. That's a Saturday. That's a Saturday game. There it is. And then, um, obviously, we kind of covered this a couple of months ago. Uh, the Frozen Fury, the Salt Lake City game, the tryout for the city. That's what a lot of people feel like it's going to be. Like the commissioner is trying to, um, you know, potentially move the Coyotes out there. Who knows? I know a lot of people are asking to bring back a team to Quebec City or to, you know, maybe revise or, or you know, um, what's a resurrect some of the other teams that may have folded in the past. But if the Coyotes can't make it work in Arizona, there's a chance that they're going to be playing where the Sharks and the Kings will be on October 5th. And that's for the Frozen Four, the 2023 Frozen excuse me, Frozen Fury. They're not an NCAA. Uh, the Frozen Fury in Salt Lake City. All right, so um, I don't know about y'all, 
but the Sharks are also announced their prospect um, game. I don't know about how y'all feel out there. This is just me, okay? So, again, if you want to join the discussion, do so on Facebook and YouTube. Drop a comment. But um, with that whole prospect game, this is just my whole take on it. You know, last season it was kind of stacked and it was exciting. This season we'll see how the draft plays out and if our, you know, first round selection, if we even have a first round selection, we'll see what Mike Greer does. Um, we'll see if they even make it out onto the ice. But just really quick, I don't want to sound like a negative here, um, but these games are starting to feel a little bit more so like just nonsensical for the first part. Um, I mean, I'm down to watch it, but these Sharks prospect scrimmages for me are starting to kind of become a little redundant because it seems like, you know, you would go out there, we see these guys, and then the Sharks are dealing away. <laughs> I mean, anyways, that's just that's just my that's just my opinion. Don't you know? Don't you know? Take it with a grain of salt. It ain't that big of a deal. But let's just give you the full story here. So this is going to happen um, July six, I believe it is. The prospect skip, uh, scrimmage is going down Thursday, July six. So just two days after July fourth, the uh, you know. Independence Day celebrations. So you have some fireworks more than likely in the backyard. Well, actually, I don't think they're going to do it this year at the Giants. We'll see. It might be July 3rd because I think Giants are playing out Modesto July 4th. That's San Jose Giants. They are the neighbors to the Barracuda. For some of you guys who aren't here local in San Jose, their baseball stadium, which is like the farm league for the Giants here, the San Francisco Giants, uh, the San Jose Farm League's uh, stadium is literally in the backyard of the Barracuda's uh, brand-new Texas U Arena. Um, so fireworks more than likely go down there. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they usually do as a sounds like tradition. And then some fireworks, the Sharks prospects at TechCU Arena, Thursday, July 6, 6 o'clock p.m. Um, let's see. Uh, from my understanding, obviously, you know, you have a lot of Barracuda players there. But I think the biggest news is that the Sharks um, and the Cuda, their um, practices, if I'm not mistaken, are going to be open to the public again. Uh, so this is, well, excuse me, not the public again. The development camp practices will be open to the public this season at Sharks Ice. So um, you could watch the Sharks uh, prospects practice between 9 in the morning to 12 noon, July 4th, 5th. And then on July 6th, you can see them from 9.30 to 10.30 before you actually watch the game if you're attending the scrimmage that is at TechCU. So great opportunity to, you know, see some of the future Sharks live in person. I'm not going to hate on it. I'm excited. I'm more than likely try to pop in on some of these practices. Uh, they're going on during during the week, uh, the weekdays, <laughs> pretty early. So, you know, we'll see what the availability looks like. But for those of you who are able to make it, I highly encourage you to do so. And then uh, the, the prospect scrimmage is great. My whole spiel with it, though, is, and this is my thing, is because some of my favorite prospects have kind of either been dealt away or allowed to be, you know, re-entered into this upcoming draft. So it just makes me just, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, if we're going to do this prospect scrimmage, like a regular thing, can we at least try to keep some of these names, um, you know, on the roster in the long run? And that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get too far at that. So. Uh, some some cool, you know, interesting news dropped in the past like 24 hours in terms of uh, the San Jose Sharks exhibition schedule and, you know, the prospect scrimmages and practices. So even though, you know, the season is just a few months away, we still get an opportunity here in San Jose to see some action um, right around the holiday season. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know what? We might uh, let's just move along really quick here. Excuse me. So uh, once again, I just want to remind everybody, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, Facebook, and or Twitter, um, by all means, drop a comment and, you know, let's interact with each other. If not, just do what you've been doing for the past couple of weeks, and that's chilling and enjoying the show. Um, so now that we got those games that don't count toward the record out of the way, and those games that are just kind of like a showcase, essentially, you know, the prospect scrimmage, let's get down to some real solid news here and that is of course um if you follow us on twitter and if you follow the sharks on twitter they teased it the other day they teased that patrick marlowe was going to make his way back into the front office today they announced exactly what role he will be 
um, involved with, and he's going to be a development coach. So I know a lot of you already are super excited to see all of our prospects because he'll be working with our prospects and some of the CUDA players, right? So he'll be visiting both camps, uh, Sharks and CUDA, essentially the same thing, right? But uh, he's also going to be a hockey operations advisor, I believe is the official role, to uh, general manager Mike Greer, which I already know some of you office fans out there are already making the jokes. I've already seen them, you know, assistant to the <laughs> assistant to the general manager. Anyways, um, all jokes aside, we are super excited to see Patrick Marlowe um, back with the organization. It's been quite the year for this guy. So like about a year ago, he announced his retirement and then we do the Jersey retirement ceremony that was following practically a Patrick Marlowe weekend here in San Jose. Now he, uh, not too long ago, he was announced as the 2023 class of the San Jose sports hall of fame inductee. And um, now he is back in the NHL, now in the front office. So um, today, General Manager Mike Greer announced that Patrick Marlowe uh, was named a player development coach, hockey operations advisor. And um, I guess for some of y'all out there who like social media, I didn't have this here. I almost forgot. But some of the bigger news today, because, you know, the Sharks teased us the other day with their pretty solid uh, – video teaser i'm not gonna lie that that was a solid teaser showing his jerseys uh the progression through the years leading up to tuxedo with his uh, number 12 pin uh, but back to back to what i was trying to get at some of the bigger news following this is that patrick marlowe is now on instagram is it patrick marlowe is it one of the shark social media admins or is it christina marlowe who really knows but back to the point is patrick marlowe is officially on social media now so uh, give him a follow on instagram uh, we already did here at Shark City Hockey. While you're at it, while you're in the following mood, why don't you follow us as well across the board at Shark City Hockey. You know, um, speaking of – let me see really couldn't get the proper graphic here. Speaking of, um, you know, social media, I just want to say a really quick thank you to everybody. Um, I appreciate the interactions. I appreciate the uh, upvotes, and I appreciate the views on YouTube. Uh, thank you for interacting with us. The last program, we had some solid, um, you know, comments. And also, uh, thank you for you know uh, being a part of Shark City Hockey's journey for um, you know almost five years. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, back to the point. Um, you know. If you are enjoying this, again, if you're – oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm fumbling here with the graphics. And there we go. Bam. So if you're enjoying this uh, program, by all means, please share it. And, again, I encourage you. I, I keep pushing this. I'll probably push it for a couple more shows unless, you know, and if it falls out, it is what it is. But if you're bold enough, I would love to hear your voice on this program. Now, if you are watching a video version of this, pardon me for everyone in the podcast version, but I do have a link in the podcast bio and the video bio. But, you know, if you don't want to comment, if you want to call in the show, please do so at speakpipe.com slash sharkcityhockey or tinyurl.com slash dial 408, whichever is easiest for you to remember and type. Um, so all that to say is, you know, thank you for joining me um, for the the third installment of Shark City Unfiltered, and um, let's get the show rolling. So uh, if you missed it, the Golden Knights and the Los Angeles Kings released their preseason schedule, so that meant that, you know, um, we got a sneak peek at the preseason schedule, and then Patrick Marlowe, he's on Instagram now, and now he's going to be in the building as an assistant to the general manager, Mike Gurr. Anyways, um, so – you know, we have some some fun times. I'm kind of enjoying this upbeat tempo, and I'm going to enjoy this now because, as you can see, if you're watching a video version again, or if you're in the, if you listen to podcast version, um, one of the topics coming up is going to be a tough one with the NHL and their woman jersey decision. Um, so let's just enjoy the positive vibes right now, and let's keep it rolling with some discussion that's not in the main lineup, and that being um, the Hockey Hall of Fame. All right, so if you haven't heard. Mike Vernon is going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, Mike Vernon was the when I first started watching San Jose Sharks hockey, the goaltenders was Mike Vernon and Steve Shields. 
And I believe Steve Shields was starting to take over as a starting goaltender. Um, so to hear his name go into the Hockey Hall of Fame first took them long enough. <laughs> uh, second, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I know he had just kind of like a short-term stay in San Jose, kind of, you know, just in and out of the building. Um, but I just specifically have fond memories of Mike Vernon because of that crowd chat. I know for some of you who especially been watching Sharks hockey for the last four years, probably may not be used to hearing those crowd chats so strong, but back when Vernon was, you know, on the roster and that tank was one of the loudest places in the NHL, they, the Sharks fans held that title for so long before they awarded it to, I forgot who a couple of seasons ago. Anyways, um, back to the point. I remember the crowd, Vernon. I used to love that. They even had it in the video games back in the day. 989 Sports had a video game called NHL Faceoff. And NHL Faceoff 99, or was it NHL Faceoff 2000, I believe it was. Yeah, NHL Faceoff 2000. They had Mike Vernon. The chat was even in that game. Anyways, um, so congratulations. That's the whole point of that. Congratulations to uh, former Sharks goaltender Mike Vernon. He's headed to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, the class of 2023 is going to be inducted uh, November 13th. So I'm assuming a couple days before that, we'll also get to see Dan Rusanowski get his uh, media induction, you know, the special uh, media honors at the Hockey Hall of Fame as well. Um, obviously, some of the bigger names is Henrik Lundqvist, uh, Tom Barrasso, Caroline um, Ouellette, uh, um, Pierre uh, Terjean, my, um, Ken Hitchcock, Pierre Lacroix, uh, Lacroix, Lacroix, probably. Blah. Oh my God, my energy drink is kicking in. Sorry. <laughs> Ah, okay. I feel like I'm speeding through this show too. So if I'm going really fast, pardon me. Energy drink is on fire today. NHL, um, yeah, Hockey Hall of Fame class of 23. Lundqvist, uh, Vernon, uh, Tergeron, Hitchcock, uh, Lacrosse, Rosso, uh, Willett. All right. So congrats to all those. That ceremony is going down the 13th. <clears throat> all right. While we are in this whole, um, you know, ceremonial segment let's talk about the nhl awards that's coming up as well so the national hockey league announced their lineup of um hockey players country stars uh, you name it it seems like the bridgestone arena in nashville is going to kind of set the tone in my opinion for what may be a new kind of way that the NHL is trying to appeal to their fans. It's obvious that they're trying to make change. We're going to talk about one of those changes a little bit later on this program. But if you enjoyed the previous unfiltered episode, unfiltered two, you are aware that Dana White, the UFC president kind of like talked, you know, threw a little shade to NHL talking about how they're marketing, like how they do not know how they, how they're not connected to the fans. They're not aware of what's up with them. And essentially, um, how do I say this? I don't want to go into all the unpleasant comments that he made, but essentially he called out the NHL for kind of being a disconnect with the fans. And we covered it, you know, some of the decisions that they're making. One of the latest ones just happened earlier. I'll let you know how I feel about it. But um, back to the point. What this whole lineup for me seems, which I know if you're not a country music fan, then you may not know who any of these names are. And I don't mean any disrespect. It's just point trying to get at is it seems like it's appropriate to that region, right? It's in Nashville. So obviously they're trying to get the excitement there locally. But I also feel like, you know, they have presenters like, you know, Willie O'Ree, the, uh, the Hall of Famer. They have Mark Messier. Uh, Pekka Rene is going to be there. Um they got WWE Sheamus is going to be there. That one kind of – that right there caught me um, by surprise. Uh, they got Olympic medalist, two-time Olympic medalist, pardon me, Sarah Nurse. And, and, I mean, the list goes on and on. But the point I'm trying to get at is it seems like the NHL is trying to, like – how do I say this properly? I think they're trying to generate some momentum going into this next season. I know that, the like, the award ceremony is kind of like – the in my opinion the unofficial i mean it's kind of like the officially 
in my opinion, like the closing chapter on what this season is, even though the season kind of officially, the 2023-24 season kind of already officially began because trades and buyouts are already starting to happen. So these are moves that are already affecting next year. But I feel like, in my personal opinion, that the NHL draft is like the official kickoff of the the physical year, right? The 2023-2024 season. So when I see all these uh, names lined up, country music artists, uh, celebrities like WWE, Olympic gold medalists, so on, I feel like um, the NHL is really trying to make some efforts and trying to, you know, connect to their fan base, even if this is just on a regional or a local level, because obviously country is huge in Nashville. Um, so um, the NHL awards, by the way, if you're unaware, that's going down on Monday. Um, so that's Monday, June 26th, to be exact. Uh, if you're here in Shark City, then that should be going down around 5 p.m. Pacific time. All right. Um so let's go into the awards really quick. It's worth mentioning that the um, – actually, we'll cover some of them, all right, because this is a lot of – it's a lot of names, but um, we'll cover some of the big ones. So they announced their finalist, the Hart Trophy finalist, which is the player voted most valuable to his team by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Um, you have Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, um, David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins, Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Panthers. Um, I'm going to be surprised if Chuck takes it, but come on, it's it McDavid. It's going to be McDavid anyways. Um, but for us Sharks fans, the second, in my opinion, the second biggest you know, um, single player award is that James Norris Memorial Trophy, right? So given to the best defenseman, obviously Eric Carlson is in – the running against Cal McCarr of the Colorado uh, Avalanche and Adam Fox of the New York Rangers. A couple of episodes way back, a couple episodes back before, while the season was kind of still rolling, uh, we did mention how Eric Carlson's 101-point season is essentially what's giving him like this um, front-of-the-line pass to get to the top three. Um, but overall defense, Adam Fox has him beat. That's just the facts. Um, we'll see what happens. I personally think that he, he being Eric Carlson, will be awarded the Ted Lindsay Award, which is for most outstanding player in the National Hockey League. That makes sense. That makes sense. Why would you, with all due respect, because I know a lot of you are hoping he gets the Norris, but maybe it's just me putting my guard up, trying to, like, you know, maybe not be disappointed. So I'm just kind of, like, you know, anticipating that he doesn't win. But at the same token, it's like, how do you award the best defenseman to somebody who's like has the worst defensive statistics in the league? Sure, he has 101 points, and you can't ignore that. But that, for me, would put you as the undisputed uh, Ted Lindsay Award uh, winner and not necessarily the James Norris Memorial Trophy. It seems like it's unanimous. It seems like as if it's going to happen. So it doesn't really matter what I say at this point. Everybody out there in the hockey world is speaking of Carlson as if he has already been awarded the Norris Trophy. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if it went Adam Fox's way. That's what I'm trying to get at. Um, really quick here, there is one more player I want to cover. Um, so you have the Calder Memorial Trophy, which is given to the best rookie in NHL. Um, you have – I just thought this is important. Uh, Matty uh, Bernier is from Seattle Kraken, so divisional rival is up in there, and Stuart Skinner of Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so they have two rookie of the year candidates. So those are two players to pay attention to for, you know, uh, Sharks future, considering, you know, that there are division rivals. Uh, the Jack Adams Award, um, another divisional rival in there. Uh, Dave Hastel, pardon me if I uh, murdered that last name, pardon me, but that's another Kraken player. And, um, you know, there's one more player in here I'm just going to cover because there's, I think, 13 awards. But um, the Bill Masterdon Memorial Trophy, which is given annually to the NHL player voted to best exemplify the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to hockey, as voted on by members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, Alex Stalock. You all remember that name? Alex Stalock. Now, let me just make sure that I'm not uh, confusing him, like if there's two Alex Stalocks out there, right? 
but no, exactly. Alex Stalock, X Sharks goaltender. I hope he gets it. I really do. Um, not a big Chicago Blackhawks fan for obvious reasons, but um, that'd be pretty nice to see. Um, you know, an X Shark goaltender. I, I had some pretty cool memories. Alex Stalock was a solid Cuda slash, um, you know, death goalie for the Sharks. So that'd be nice for him to um, kind of. You know, get that recognition. I mean, where is he at now? He's 35 years old. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. That was San Jose's 2005 fourth round draft pick, Alex Stalock. So, you know, wishing you the best, man. Uh, hopefully, you get it. And that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. That's all I really wanted to cover with these guys. All right. So, uh, let me just double check everything here. Thank you, by the way, to everybody who's been joining me top of the hour. Uh, I know I've been kind of like speeding through these. I've been trying to keep a pace, but as I mentioned earlier, this energy drink is kicking in, baby. All natural energy drink is it's green tea or black tea extract. It's like juice, so it's not, you know, one of those crazy cans. Um, so, yeah, let me see. I covered the awards. I covered all that. Yeah. You know what? We've been going for almost 30 minutes here, so why don't we take a quick break and get my thoughts together, and then we'll talk um, a little bit more on the opinionated side of things. Uh, so the, this first half of the show was to cover some of the latest going down in Sharks territory. Um, we're about to <laughs> we're about to dive into some of the um, you know. Choice topics for some people. Don't worry. We'll get through it together. Uh, but when I come back, uh, we're going to do a little quick little um, ad read from our sponsors at DraftKings. And then uh, we're going to talk about the NHL, deciding to toss the warm jerseys. I'm just going to give you my quick opinion on it. We won't spend too much time on that. And then um, I'll spend a little bit more time on the Adidas final season here, making their jerseys. Um, and, yeah. So uh, if you are joining us now, you join us late on YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram, excuse me, or uh, Facebook, I encourage you to join in on discussion, join the chat, and, um, you know, if not, just kick back and enjoy the program. I'll be right back. My name is Aaron James, and this is Shark City Unfiltered, the third installment of Shark City Unfiltered. All right, just kick back. I'll be right All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the program. I'm Aaron James. This is Shark City Unfiltered. Let's get a quick word from our sponsors here at DraftKings. Uh, new customers that download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN, you can bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. All right, so that's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. And, um, you know, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 878-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. 
in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bet expires seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Often required. Maximum bet 50. 10 plus leg regular required for 100% boost eligibility wagering deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right. Woo. Oh yeah. Still getting used to doing those live ad reads. All right. I'm Aaron James. Uh, the first half of this program was like some end to end action. I was speeding through that. I kept blaming the energy drink, but in reality, there was a lot to cover, and I just want to kind of speed through it as well. I didn't even cover most of the stuff. There's a lot of things I looked down in the NHL this week. Um, I was just more or less anticipating to get to the more just kind of casual conversation side of the, of the uh, whole show. So now we've arrived. Um, so um, I'm just going to tell you right now, trigger warning, trigger warning. Okay, we're about to get into the topic of probably like, the week, I don't know if it's the week, maybe like the day, just the other day, but um, that being the National Hockey League deciding to go away with NHL warm-up, uh, with the warm-up to jerseys, pardon me. Okay, so before I give you my opinion, let me just be thorough here, all right? I want to clear the air. Specialty or promotional nights will still be celebrated. However, it appears now, and, and special, hold on, let me say this one more time too, and specialty jerseys, our promotional jerseys, will still be sold. But what will change is that the players will no longer wear those jerseys during the warm-ups. All right, so I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't care. I really don't care. I know some of y'all feel some type of way about this, and I know a lot of attention is being given to a specific type of warm-up jersey. However, I'm just 100% honest with you. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you, all right? This show is called Unfiltered for a reason. Uh, I, I don't care. I, I'm glad they did away with all of them altogether because – and I'm not talking about the one because, okay, I understand for some of you out there the audacity of this announcement during a certain time when – and that's all I'm going to say. So I kind of get where you're coming from. I can see that. But the same token for me as a Sharks fan, I know, again, one more time I'm going to say this. I know a lot of attention has been given to one specific type of warm-up jersey. But to me, if you're watching a video graphic, you can see what I'm talking about. Or if you're watching a video version, you can see what I'm talking about right here. But to me, I personally just didn't care for these mashup warm-up jerseys altogether. I did not care for them to begin with. Um, some of the most recent ones this season was like the Sharks skating out there in 49ers gear. And I am a huge 49ers fan. Okay. But it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm not going to dive into the causes or what they're supposed to represent because it's just more than, you know, um, or excuse me, how do I say this? Yeah, it's just more than one um, – how do I say this? I don't want to say group because that sounds like you're starting to marginalize people and start to separate. But essentially what I'm trying to get at is that um, – right, you know what? Let me just be honest with you, okay? We'll just be 100% honest. Why not? Okay, so again, I don't care for these matchup jerseys altogether. It has nothing to do with – a specific type of jersey, like a Pride Night or a heritage, um, you know, what a cultural heritage or even a military. I just don't care for any of them, any of them, okay? 
Uh, one reason is I am a San Jose Sharks fan. I want to see the San Jose Sharks not be going out and like other teams <laughs> wearing other teams' logos. Um, you know, I know a lot of people out there are thinking like, well, what what about Los Tiburones or what about um, you know Asian American Pacific Islander heritage or what about you know South Asian heritage or what about you know so on. You know, so what I'll say is this, okay. I think it's appropriate. I really do. I think it's appropriate that the teams can make the call and manage whether or not, um, or, or, you know, how do I say this properly? Whether or, you know, whatever it is that they want to celebrate or whatever promotional night they have, I think it's appropriate for the team to still be able to maybe give out that jersey or maybe sell an auction, you know, an actual, like what would have been a warm-up jersey, but, you know, that mocked-up jersey that they make, you know, they could still auction it and still sell those jerseys. I think that's appropriate. But also, really quick, I just think it's appropriate that they don't have these guys wear them on the ice anymore. And I'll tell you why, because – and you're not – okay, you are never going to make 100% of the people happy, okay, when you do these things, you never are because some, you know, regardless if you want to try to like scrutinize any individual that might, whatever the case may be, like uh, whatever opinion they might have, bottom line is if you're going to do these things for um, one demographic, one specific demographic of your fan base, you are always going to set yourself up to kind of like um, make the other, you know, the remaining demographic of your fan base feel some type of way. That's the best way I could say it. Or, but in reality, like when people go to these games, I'm just going to say this straight up, okay? When people go to these games, they are trying to kind of like ex- – that sounds – and this is going to sound so cheesy. So I'm not saying that is what I believe. I'm just simply trying to – I'm trying to speak on behalf of some of the Sharks fans out there that have this um, shared opinion being that they go to these games to get away from these things that the world is constantly, constantly putting in, in you know, putting ahead of us. And it's not – I'm not speaking specifically about pride. I just want to make that clear. I'm just saying in general – whether it's the military appreciation, and I have nothing against military. I'm a veteran, okay? So speaking as a veteran, speaking as, um, you know, someone of Hispanic heritage, speaking of somebody who's a 49er fan, speaking as somebody who has accepted people in the community for whatever it is that they believe in because everyone's entitled to their own beliefs, I can tell you that I don't care for any of these freaking warm-up jerseys. I never have. Anyways, and not to say that I qualified my – I'm not trying to qualify myself to say, like, oh, because on these things, that means that my opinion means – like, it's worth something. I'm just simply trying to share with you what I think and what I believe based off what I've read and what I've heard. Other Sharks fans feel out there as well. Um, so, again – I think what happens here is you have a really good intention, but it ends up, you know, some of these things that you're trying to bring awareness to end up getting hijacked. Like that's the best way I could put it, right? And when that happens, then it creates a distraction, right? So I understand where the commissioner was trying to come from, saying that he wants to have it be focused on the sport, right? But at the same token, like – um like, I think it's being blown out of proportion specifically for the, the timing of the announcement. And because, again, um, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of people, there's a lot of uh, diverse demographics out there that are celebrated, you know, throughout the community. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, they're celebrated through, uh, by the team yet. Um, how do I say this? I want to make sure that I'm not just spitting stuff out here. I just want to make sure that I have this. So what I was trying to say is 
sometimes when you're trying to bring awareness and you're trying to have a good cause, sometimes it gets hijacked out there, it becomes political, and then it becomes a distraction, right? And there's different types of um, demographics out there that are celebrated throughout the year by different teams, especially here in the Bay Area with Sharks Territory. But when it starts to, um, how do I say this? When it starts to become the focal point being what warm-up jersey wasn't worn by said player, and then that's what the press ends up, because that's the other problem, too, with all due respect. You know, when all these, um, you know, journalists and all these people try and get you to click on their stories, you know, when they when they present it to you and focus, and they present it to you like it's a problem. Like, that's I think that's one of the biggest things here is that, we're being presented like them not wearing these jerseys is a problem. I don't see it that way. Um, I can understand why people do see it that way. But again, I would vouch. I, I would vouch. I, or how do I say this properly? I would be willing to bet that most people, when they go to a game, they go there to enjoy the game, right? And all I'm going to say is this. This is all I'm going to say. This is 2023, and I know that there's there's other places like you know, I know I know some things in some places around whether you want to say the world or the country, they may be you know a certain way toward certain groups that we celebrate here, and I don't just mean that like I mean that for all the promotional and celebration nights, you know, all the the heritage nights, for example, and you know all the other stuff. I know there's places around the country that are not like that, but I, I personally believe that, you know, being in 2023, that we are in, in my, this is my opinion, but we have gone so far and beyond with, I mean, we've come so far from, you know, what would used to be something that was, um, we'll just say nasty, right? We'll just, we'll just wrap it up like that. And I believe this is just me now. And I'm not saying this is how it is with everybody out there. I'm not saying this is where it's at and how it is everywhere out there. I'm just simply saying that we have come so far as as a culture or as a people, as a community, as as a country really too. I'm getting all patriotic. But no, for seriously, we have come so far that I don't – this is my opinion. Okay, so don't take it from me. Um, but I, I'm willing to bet that people are going to feel accepted – at these games, regardless if these players are wearing those jerseys or not, especially here in the Bay Area, okay? That's just my opinion. And when I say people, I'm just using it as a gen as a generalization. So if you stop doing AAPI heritage, if you stop doing South Asian heritage, Hispanic heritage, and, and pride, and so on and so forth, military, et cetera, whatever other specialty nights that they have out there. I know some of them have indigenous people's night, et cetera. I really believe that if the players don't wear those jerseys, those demographics, those groups, you know, I'm including a lot of those. We're still going to feel like we're accepted <laughs> to the hockey games. That's just my opinion. Now, maybe, maybe you know, that's just you know because the way I grew up, or you know, my background, and I know other people have different experiences, and that's why sometimes things like this are so vital and important. So I understand the significance of it. I'm not trying to water it down, but I just ask. I'm just asking. I'm begging the question. Like, have we not progressed as a people so much where that if a player doesn't wear a jersey, all of a sudden we feel like like we're not accepted? And I get it. These people have a bigger platform. They have a bigger reach, this and that. But you know what? We all have that same platform, too, and we all came together as a community. So all I'm trying to say is this, okay, to wrap this whole segment up because I know that this segment within itself could be like – it could make a lot of people feel some type of way. I know that these these uh, conversations can be divisive, but all I'm trying to do is bring people together. That's really all I'm trying to do. And I know the NHL is assigned to do the to toss these warm jerseys, but I personally feel, and based off of what I've read from people who are part of these communities, military veterans, A AAPI, South Asian, Pride, Indigenous, so on, it seems like the general consensus is that they don't care if people are wearing these jerseys or not. And I'm telling you that that's how I feel too. I don't care. Anyways, um, so, and I don't mean to sound like, you know, some type of way. I'm not trying to sound like a negative guy or, or sound like I have whatever. I'm just simply trying to say that 
I think is being a little bit blown out of proportion. Um, and that's it. Um, it it's, it's just making the sport – is making the sport in a way political. And a lot of people, when they go to entertainment, it's because they're trying to get away from that. And that's what I'm hearing from everywhere. And that's all I'm going to say. I know everyone is trying to, like, get riled up and get mad about this. But in, in all honesty, like – you also have to think about the player. And I know, oh, boohoo, the player, millions of dollars, blah, blah, blah. But come on. A lot of these guys are coming from all around the world. And they are, in my in, in my opinion, they, are a, they should be given the respect to make their own personal decisions based off their own personal beliefs. And I'm not talking specifically about just pride because I know that's getting a lot of attention. But, like, you know – a lot of these guys doing the military appreciation. A lot of these guys doing all these other things. And it's kind of like, you know, um, you are asking the player to be the poster child for what some people might feel is called virtue signaling. And I'm not trying to get into that because that, that those two words within themselves could be um, ignition for people to just run crazy and like try to twist your words and opinion. But what I'm trying to say, though, simply is. The arena being decorated, the jerseys being handed out, jerseys, the celebration, the theme night, the promotion, whatever the case may be, that makes people feel welcomed in the seats. That makes people feel welcome to the game. That makes them feel appreciated. I don't think if they're not wearing the jersey on the ice, for which most people are not even in the seats during these warm-ups, right, I don't think they're going to feel less accepted, whether it's AAPI, Indigenous, South Asian, uh, Hispanic heritage, uh, African American heritage. Pardon me for leaving that out. And uh, pride. Okay, so that's all I'm gonna get at. Let me know what you think. Call me. Uh, you know, keep the name calling to a minimum because I know that's like, you know, um, <laughs> a trend that people try to do when they disagree. I'm not trying to tell you what to think or, or what to believe. I'm just simply trying to report. Um, some of the findings out there that are shared in the subreddits, shared in the Facebook groups and Twitter, et cetera, all these other social medias that you may not be in here, uh, be, be exposed to and heard of. So, uh, again, my, my opinion is that I think we're all going to be okay. And I think that hockey still is going to be a place where everybody no matter what your background is, no matter what your beliefs are, no matter what your preferences or pronouns or etc i believe it's still going to be a place where you feel safe and accepted and if not you know um if you feel the other type of way then i i apologize i don't mean to offend you i'm just simply trying to say that i think we're all going to be okay and um yeah just rewind the segment everything else i said that's all um i know a lot of you out there are kind of like saying that this is another um, wrong direction for NHL going to. But <sighs> what I'll say is it must not be profitable anymore, baby, because if it doesn't make dollars, then it doesn't make sense. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, though, um, a lot of you all are thinking that this might have to do with like, oh, some of this and distraction, but it may just have to be the fact that maybe it's, you know, maybe it's costing them. I mean, come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Anyways, I'm done. That was probably stupid. <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Like, I mean, it, it was good and it was all it was all money until now, until recently, right? Um, anyways, so I'm moving on. Um, I was just trying to, like, bring, you know, a different perspective to the conversation because I really – oops, my bad. I really know that, um, that this week that announcement kind of, like, made certain social media um, – um, you know, uh, certain social media, um, how do I say this groups or, um, yeah. ah, whatever. Let's just move on to the next segment. Okay. It is what it is. Okay. I've been talking a lot. Thank you all for listening. I know it's tough. That last segment was tough to get through. Um, again, I think we're going to be okay. You, you could care less about anything that I might think or say, and that's cool too, because I get it. Um, you know, this topic is going to, it's, it's, it's a tricky one, you know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to qualify myself here, but um, I, I 
pride myself on um, being open-minded and also being, um, you know, like, like you judge a person based on the character, right? So generally, you know, if you're a good person, then, you know, it's all good, right? So all I'm trying to get at is there, there are plenty of good people and, and there are plenty of good things in hockey. And I hope that it does, that they don't, you know, use what was supposed to be, again, you know, it's supposed to be for, um, you know, it's supposed to be for celebration, right? Essentially, right? These All these nights are supposed to be in celebration, right? And I feel like sometimes these get hijacked by political, like, rhetoric, essentially. So in a way, I understand why they have the players not get in the midst of all that in the mesh, because in the end, it kind of hurts the well, it doesn't hurt the players' careers, but like they end up kind of becoming, you know, um, what's the, I haven't used this word in a long time, I'm trying to spit it out. Not poster child, but uh, scapegoat. There we go. Like sometimes the players end up becoming the scapegoat because of this, but so I kind of get it, but honestly, I think we're all going to be okay, and that's it. I want to move on. Um, and thank you. Thank you for allowing me to discuss this with y'all uh, with an open mind and an open heart. Um, all right. It's Friday night, baby. We're going to hit up with the last topic of the evening as we approach a full regulation um, uh, hockey game here. I'm Aaron James. This is Shark City Unfiltered. It's been an exciting and a kind of not so exciting week in the NHL. Uh, just to wrap up everything, in case you're joining us late or in case you got lost in that last segment, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. Um, the Sharks preseason schedule has been kind of revealed the Kings and the Golden Knights released their schedule. So we got a little sneak peek of the games ahead uh, going down September and early October. Uh, Patrick Marlowe has been named a hockey uh, advisor to Mike Greer, hockey operations advisor to Mike Greer. And um, he's also going to be a development coach. So he'll be working with Sharks prospects in the Barracuda. Uh, we just finished up what was probably one of the roughest uh, segments to get through, you know, um, I try to keep it as unbiased and rational and logical as possible, with the exception of me saying that I don't care. <laughs> I don't care for the warm jerseys in general. Um, and now, since we're on jerseys talk, I think it's appropriate to end a segment with Adidas, Adidas pardon me, final season in the NHL. Uh, so even though Adidas – has decided to not do a reverse retro this season. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know. I know a lot of you out there love the reverse retros. I couldn't stand them. I really couldn't. I feel like the first reverse retro had potential. Had they made the black on the sleeves till and the till on the sleeves black, it would have been a success. And if they made the numbers white and not till. Because, you know, teal on gray is tough to read. Um, but I think they would have had a hit. Why? Because that classic logo, baby, that will make anything look good. That will make anything look good. Um, this last reverse retro jersey, I could care less about, really. You already know why. But um, all that to say is happy that's gone. Adidas is still making jerseys. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers just released their new jersey. That's kind of hilarious. Uh, they're going with burnt orange now. I know this isn't a Philly podcast, but I'm just letting you know that there's still Adidas jerseys being manufactured. Uh, the Ducks released their jersey. Um, I think a lot of people are disappointed to see that it's not going back to the mighty Ducks. Um, but, you know. We'll see in due time. You know, Disney obviously owns those rights, but ESPN got a great deal in the NHL. So, you know, give it time. Maybe it'll happen. Um, I think some of the noise that's really being made, though, is these jersey, uh, these jerseys are having those sponsor patches. Um, you know, they're being revealed on them. So, all I'm trying to get out with this is will the Sharks have a new Adidas jersey for this upcoming season? I really hope so. I really hope so. Because like many of you out there, I have been waiting since the 25th anniversary. That's what, like almost seven years now, right? 
what, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 1, 2, 3. Yeah, about seven years. And they had an opportunity during the 30th. But we've been waiting a long time for the Sharks to bring back the Heritage jersey, the true inaugural home Heritage jersey, that being the white threads, that classic 1991 look. I've been waiting for it. If you're watching the video version right now on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, you'll see in the graphic that I have the Adidas, um, I believe these were called Team Classic jerseys. These were still out there. Uh, they literally did their version of what CCM jerseys were like back in 1991, and they came out essentially with the first V-neck collar or the first template of the 1991 jerseys. This is the first time they've been in production in almost, what, 30-plus years. I'm hoping that they go two, they either go two routes on this. That's all I'm trying to get at. Number one, they do the same thing, Team Classics, this season, but they give us the white version of this Sharks uh, Classic. Or we get the actual official Adidas, like, you know, NHL League jersey, and they mock it up to look like the white and uh, inaugural jersey as well. More than likely, which I also would be equally excited for, uh, more than likely, though, I hope that they come out with a alternate jersey for the Sharks for this new Evolve series. I really do. Um, obviously, it's going to have to be a black alternate jersey. I know a lot of people out there are feeling like the stealth jersey is already kind of um, a template. So in a way, they feel like a stealth is, in, in essence, already the Evolve's third jersey. But I could see the Sharks going in um, you know, a different direction. Do they modernize that stealth? Like, I don't know. I think if they do the Evolve and they keep that wave on the sleeves, and we've all seen mock-ups out there of black and teal Evolve jerseys. <clears throat> Evolve jerseys, pardon me. Uh, I'd like to see that this season. Um, so what do you all think out there? Do you all even care to see the old school inaugurals come back for one more tour? Or are you looking forward to, you know, the future and seeing what the Sharks do with this evolved template. More than likely, hopefully, we'll see um, if the Sharks do get a new third jersey this season. Maybe it will be a black alternate jersey. All right. I think I am spent. I've been speaking for an hour. Thank you for joining me this Friday evening as we went through some of the uh, latest uh, news going down here in Sharks territory and try to give some peace of mind and clarity and give my two cents to this whole um, controversial um, choice that the NHL made. I personally think we're going to be all right, but that's just my opinion. Um, tell me you all think in the comments on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Aaron James. Don't try to cancel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, open discussion, all right? You all want to say whatever you're going to say. That's cool. Respond in your own way. Just try to keep it clean and keep it civil, all right? Um, and that's it. That is it. That's the show. Thank you again to everybody who's been, um, you know, watching since top of the hour, who's been, um, you know, listening and watching live. And um, just quick shout out. I am going to be going live again. Um, this is going to be the last unfiltered program before the award show and the NHL draft. So you can catch me again, um, depending on where you're watching, either Wednesday evening or Wednesday night. I'll be going live. Uh, with the Hockey Podcast Network, um, doing the draft day live reaction. It's going to be a nice live watch party. Join in on the fun. We'll have giveaways and all that jazz. You can catch us on YouTube. Uh, search the Hockey Podcast Network. Look at their channel. Like, subscribe, and you know, make sure you put those notifications on so you know when we're going live. Um, while you're doing the social media stuff, check us out across the board at Shark City Hockey on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, and um, why do I feel like I'm forgetting something there? Anyways, it's all there, baby. Um, all right, so that's it. Um, that's been the show. It's been a tough one for me. I ain't going to lie. Kind of uh, feel like I was tippy-toeing around the third segment there, but it is what it is. I'm Aaron James. Uh, thank you for enjoying this program. And until next time, let's go, Sharks. Looking forward to see what goes down on draft day. Looking forward to see – 
this upcoming Monday if Eric Carlson takes home two trophies or just one. We'll see. Um, but until then, uh, you know, I mean, y'all, y'all stay up, y'all stay safe. And, you know, um, it's officially summer, baby. So get out, enjoy the sun, um, you know. And, yeah, if you're going to go to the draft party, a draft party going down the Shark Tank, make sure you get your tickets. Maybe you'll catch me there. You're going to have food trucks from what I'm hearing, and you'll be able to take pictures with um, Patrick Marlowe's jersey banner, the one that, you know, they retired last season. So, you know, some good fun coming up here. All right, guys and gals and everyone. Um, I'm Aaron James, and y'all have a great rest of your Friday night. Thank you.